Oh my goodness, it's hard to believe that we've come to the end of season two. This is episode 10. It's actually episode 20 if you count season one. And I just want to take a minute here and thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to the Still Becoming podcast, for donating to my podcast by buying me a coffee. So appreciate that. And sharing my show with your friends. It means everything to me. You know, podcasting, as you probably can imagine, is kind of a lonely endeavor. I'm holed up up here in my office with my headphones on. The whole house has to be quiet so I can make a recording. And you hit send and it goes out to the world and you have no idea who's on the other end, who's listening, whether you're helping anyone, whether my words are resonating with any of you. And so it has meant everything to me to hear from you, to feel your support, to see your support. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, as I look forward to season three and I begin to vision and plan, I have some changes I'm going to make that are going to be really fun. And I alluded to it in the last episode, but I'm going to tell you a little more at the end of this one. So stay tuned for the end. I'm going to give you some exciting updates. Now, this is the last part, part six of a mini series titled Walk in It, Shining the Light Along the Way. And as I remind every week, if you haven't listened to the first five parts, hit pause now and go back and do that because one episode builds on top of the other. But if you're all caught up, don't hit pause. Let's get going on the final episode of season two. Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women he created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so before we get going for real, I want to give just a quick recap of the five L's of walking in it, of walking upright and strong, as I said before, but also shining our light along the way. How can we make a difference out there? If we're hiding away from the culture, if we're afraid of the culture, if we're super angry at the culture, how would God have us walk and bring people to Him when everything out there is going crazy? So I came up with the five L's. That's the letter L of walking in it. And we've covered four of them already. The first one was look at ourselves. We've got to do a personal inventory and check in with ourselves before we deal with anyone else. The second was loving people. We can't do it without loving people, with truly loving those who are different than we are, who think different than we are. No one has ever come to Christ any other way. It's kindness and care and unconditional love that draw people to the God who allows us to do that. And then four was stay loyal to the word. I don't need to elaborate on that because the word of God 
is not just words on a page. It is life-changing. It changes the brain. It changes the heart. It changes the soul. And we need to stay loyal to the word, even when, again, the culture is saying it's irrelevant. And then last time, part five, we talked about listening to the women who have come before us, the women in scripture. And those women were placed in God's book to instruct us as examples to us on how we too can walk in our time and in our place. And the fifth and final L of walking in it is live it out. And the word live means this, prevail, stand, stay, remain, continue, and abide. And I'm choosing the word prevail. I like that word. I feel like it's strong. And that's what we need to be as we, again, navigate our way through this time and space that the Lord has had us live in. I mean, we're chosen, as the book of Esther says, for such a time as this. We're here for a reason. We don't get to complain about the mission field he had us born into. But prevail just sounds, I don't know, it sounds triumphant. It sounds triumphant to me. So we're choosing the word prevail. Now, in order to walk as children of light, in order to conduct ourselves as children of light, we must define the enemy. And it was so interesting. I knew what I was going to come and speak to you about today, but yesterday I heard a pastor online, a local pastor, actually. It was just a clip of his Sunday service, but he was speaking to his congregation and saying, look, I know you're mad. I know you are angry at what's going on out there. I know you are deeply unhappy. Some of you are raging over this, but I want to remind you, the people out there, those who think Christians are irrelevant, those who are trying to silence us, those who make fun of us, those who vote against our values and are trying to change things everywhere in our society, Democrats, Republicans, whoever, they are not the enemy. And scripture warns us of that. Ephesians 6.12 says this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's the enemy. And so the word of God again tells us what's true. That is true. But God just doesn't leave us there. He then tells us what to do. And we find it in Ephesians 6, 13 to 17. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is why it's so important for us to stay loyal to the word and stay in the word. The harder it gets, we've got to up our game. We have to strengthen our faith, strengthen that trust muscle, and stay in the word of God. This is how we prepare ourselves for mission. We need to get off the fence. We need to get off the fence. So many Christians are walking around today with their fingers in their ears. La, 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 la. It's not going on. It's not going on. And there's a lot of reasons for that, and there's some grace for that. But if we're going to be mature Christian women, we have to face the society that God has placed us in and find a way 
and he shows us the way, to love people, to stand firm, to speak truth, and to equip the saints, to pretend that we are powerless under all of this, so we just are going to check out, is to not rise to the calling on our lives. Because as I just said earlier, and I believe this with my whole heart, we were born for such a time as this. This isn't a surprise to God. He chose us to be here. So to go through our lives with our eyes closed and our ears closed, when there's a need to equip the saints, when there's a need to speak truth and a great need to love people who are lost and hurting, if we check out as complete disobedience, we're here to know God and make him known. We can't check out. And when we get back from the break, I want to talk about following God at a distance. If you told me a few years ago that one day I'd be speaking and writing about disordered eating and negative body image, I wouldn't have believed you. Why would I want to voluntarily share the details of such a painful part of my life? And even if I did, who would want to hear it? In recent years, I've learned to never underestimate what God can do with a broken woman and her fractured story. The very source of my greatest pain has become one of the greatest joys of my life. I have the honor of telling my sisters about the redeeming and restoring grace of God and maybe to even shine a light, guiding them toward the healer. My book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, was released in December 2022. And I'm excited to tell you that lives are being changed all around our country and beyond. I'm so enjoying hearing back from so many of you about how you're meeting in small groups and going through the 31-day devotional together. It does my heart good to know that you really want peace and relief. Now, you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or almost any online book retailer. You can also find it on my website. And did you know that the entire season one of the Still Becoming podcast was dedicated to my book? You can check out the content there. Best-selling author Liz Curtis Higgs has this to say about my book, Still Becoming. Still Becoming offers the freedom we've all been looking for. Steeped in scripture and wrapped in wisdom, each day's reading takes us one step closer to embracing a vital truth. Our loving God created us to be healthy and whole. Prepare to breathe a deep sigh of relief, sisters. Hope is here. So let's be honest. When it gets hard, when more is required of us, it can be easy to just follow Jesus from a distance. Many do that. I've done that. I've done that in my life where I've stood on the sidelines and just kind of watched him from a distance. Peter did it too. Listen to this account of the night Jesus was betrayed and arrested. Matthew 26, 57 to 58. The gang that had seized Jesus led him before Caiaphas, the chief priest where the religion scholars and leaders had assembled. Peter followed at a safe distance until they got to the chief priest's courtyard. Then he slipped in and mingled with the servants, watching to see how things would turn out. When things went down, Peter followed at a distance when Jesus was taken away. And so I'm asking you again, are you following him at a distance now? Have you? I have. A lot of people today love Jesus because Jesus is love, and it's a nice thing to believe, and it's a nice thing to teach their children, but they're following him at a distance. They want to watch 
which way the wind will blow before they are publicly committed to the Lord. When Jesus is portrayed in a good light and when it's comfortable, they'll stand next to him. But if Jesus is going to be mocked and insulted, they want to stay back until they know how things will go. The truth is, Scripture promises us that if we stay close to the Lord, it will cost us. It will always cost us. And I heard someone say one time, if following Jesus isn't costing you anything, you're not doing it right. Jeremiah 6.16 says, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And that word walk, again, I mentioned it in an earlier episode, that word walk means to conduct my life, to conduct your life. Ask where the good way is and conduct your life as children of light and you will find rest for your souls. Isn't that beautiful? And then a similar verse to encourage us in our walk, Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice saying to you, this is the way, walk in it. So to recap, earlier I read the armor of God verses to you, Ephesians 6, 13 to 17. And verse 15, just as a reminder, says, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And that word peace, shalom, is a biblical peace. And it doesn't mean without chaos. It doesn't mean without stress. It actually means peace in the middle of chaos and stress or peace in spite of being in the middle of stress and anxiousness and chaos. And that's beautiful because that perfectly describes the peace that passes all understanding that Jesus gives us. We can have that even when things are crazy, but we can't do it by following him at a distance. We can't do it if we're trying to protect ourselves from it costing us something. It will always cost us something, but he's with us. He's with us. So I want to read this quote to you by Antonin Scalia. He was giving a speech to the Knights of Columbus. Antonin Scalia was a Supreme Court justice, and he's now with the Lord. But this is what he said. To believe in traditional Christianity is something else, Scalia said. For the Son of God to be born of a virgin, I mean really. To believe that he rose from the dead and bodily ascended into heaven, how utterly ridiculous. To believe in miracles, or that those who obey God will rise from the dead and those who do not will burn in hell, God assumed from the very beginning that the wise of the world would view Christians as fools, and he has not been disappointed. If I have brought any message to you today, it is this. Have the courage to have your wisdom regarded as stupidity. Be fools for Christ and have the courage to suffer the contempt of the sophisticated world. Oh my gosh, girls, have the courage to suffer the contempt of the sophisticated world. I don't know about you. I want to have the courage to be considered a fool for Christ. The word wise means to respond sensibly to a particular situation. And I think we can all agree that the particular situation we find ourselves in these days requires us as believers to respond sensibly. We as followers of Jesus have the opportunity to act, look, sound, and stand out as a peaceful, calm presence in the chaos around us. Could that be that this is our role in these challenging days? Daniel 12, 3. Men and women who have lived wisely and well will shine brilliantly like the cloudless star-strewn night skies 
and those who put others on the right path to life will glow like stars forever. Amen. And now for soul fitness, strengthening your core, taking out your journal. I want to end season two and the Walk In It miniseries with a scripture I began with in the very first episode of Walk In It, Psalm 75.3. I might have read it to you in the message, but today I'm going to read it to you in the NIV. When the earth and all its people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. Very simple verse. What does that mean to you? That when the earth and all the people are going cuckoo, things are topsy-turvy, I think the way the message says it, but God holds its pillars firm. What does that mean to you in your day-to-day life and the things that you face in the place where God has you living and serving? What does that look like for you? And maybe end your journaling with a gratitude statement to God, thanking him for being sovereign over all. And let me pray for all of you now. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, dear Jesus, thank you so much for these beautiful women who have tuned in today. I ask you that you build into them an even deeper desire for your word and for you. Father, if anyone is sitting on the sidelines, if anyone is following you from a distance, Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to prompt her to move forward toward you and to make a commitment as your child to follow you wherever you lead. Lord, I ask for protection around the hearts and the minds of my sisters as we walk in this world. We want to do it well, Lord. We want to represent you well. We want to shine the light along the way. Amen. Well, friends, that's it. Not only for today, but for season two. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast and sharing it with your friends. It's not too late to hit that star and follow button there on the page. And please don't forget that I appreciate any support you can offer by telling your friends, by buying me a coffee. It's all in the show notes. Now, I promised you that I had some fun news. Well, when I return for season three, I'm not going to be doing every episode by myself. I'm going to start inviting guests to come on with me. I am so excited to take this next step in serving you. I have so many women in mind to invite on the show, wise, amazing, deep, thoughtful Christian sisters. Some of them you know, some of them will be new to you. I'm really looking forward to it. So in the interim, before we meet again, remember, you can go back and listen to all of season one if you haven't yet already. That is all about the book still becoming a lot of the content from the book, plus some extras. And then season two started with several podcast episodes on how to get along as girlfriends and how to solve conflict and those kind of things as we navigate through life. And then the mini series, Walk in It, Shining the Light Along the Way. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again. I'll see you for season three on the Still Becoming podcast.